Welcome to the Dynamics Hot Dish, the podcast where Ashley Steiner, Allie Nelson, and Liz McLennan dish up the latest news and insights about Dynamics and the Power Platform. Join us to explore business applications and low-code development with tips, tricks, and real-world experiences. So grab a seat at the table and let's dig in. Welcome back to another episode of Dynamics Hot Dish. Uh, Make sure to follow us on social media. If you find this episode helpful, leave a rating or a comment. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, YouTube and LinkedIn and Twitter. So today we're going to be talking about where should your internal admin sit on the business side or the IT side? And I know this is something we're all really passionate about. So I'm excited for today's conversation. I am too. So this is um, kind of like this. So this is the second episode in our admin series. I'm kind of following the story of what an admin is, what they do, and then assisting. So, so yeah, I would love, I'm super passionate about this topic. I know you guys are as well, um, but I have a ton of opinions having been an admin in both the IT and business. So I feel like I want to save my thoughts and hear from both of you first. So while we get going here too, maybe I'll ask for a little bit of background. You guys are talking specifically about which team they should sit on, who has oversight into that role, kind of everything between the IT being a separate department from whatever business or whatever operations team is using the platform, right? Yep. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to start is like defining IT versus business, right? Because I think that some, I I think for us, it's clear, right? I think like, okay, you're either working in the technology, the, you know, that kind of team, or you're working for a business led team. Um, But that can be different depending on the company that you're at. Like I know a lot, for example, a lot of IT teams roll up to a CFO if it's at a really small company, right? Um, or you might have operations teams that kind of like split the middle. So I think when when I say IT, I mean like that te- the technology team, the people that are keeping the lights on, keeping the systems up and running. And then when I say business, I mean people that are taking business actions. They might be using technology in order to do that. Like you think marketing uses marketing automation, which is technology, but it's people that are like interacting with the clients and like moving business and selling and doing things, moving the business forward. Would you guys add anything into that, to those descriptions? Well, I guess from a traditional CRM or CE lens, when we say business, I typically think of sales, marketing, or customer service, um, because those are the core modules of a traditional CRM system. And so those are examples of different departments where um, they might be on from a business perspective. And it makes sense why we're having this conversation too, because the IT typically owns the technology at a company, right? So if you get a new platform, it usually has to go through IT and they may own it um, or like own the approval of getting it. And then the business is the group who usually wants to use it, right? So I think that's why you get these situations where sometimes it's in IT, depending on how the business is run. And sometimes it's with the business because it's who wants it or who pays for it or So I can see it totally happening in either of those situations where the CRM belongs to either of those teams. Yeah. And we're not talking about like which team pays for the licenses. Like we're talking about which team does the person supporting the software officially sit on from like an org chart and budget perspective. Because I'd also disagree slightly with your comment, Allie, where I don't think IT should make those technology decisions. The business should and IT should help support it. So that's a completely separate 
conversation. Um, but yeah, definitely focused on just like where the admin organizationally should sit in the company. Right. And I think both of those reasons are why it is a discussion, right? Because it could lead to either of those things or where it originated or the project originated, who is responsible for overall owning IT, right? Versus the business who's going to be using the tool. Um, but actually, you said you've worked in both of those situations. So I'll just dive right in and ask you, what have your pain points been? Or what do you think your preference is right off the bat? Oh, man, I did not want to go first. Um, I've really do you really want started. me to share? first? Yeah, you go first. Liz, I, I have follow. a very <laughs> boring consulting answer of like, I feel like it depends on their pro there's pros and cons to each approach. So I don't have a hard and fast like, this is what you should always do. Um, and there's this black and white, like right and wrong choice. I just, I don't think either is the perfect answer, to be honest. And I've seen it done both ways. And I, I've seen it go really well, depending on the person and the support they have. And I've seen it not go well on both sides on the person sitting on both teams. So I think it's something to plan for, to be mindful about, to discuss internally. And so I think it's really all the support around it. And if you're being intentional about where you're putting that person, like that's the more important thing than uh, a blanket yes or no, because I think every company is different. So what would be a decision that you would have to make in order to determine what team they should sit on? Like what's the first thing that comes to mind when you're trying to figure out where your admin should sit? Well, I can answer Liz. I don't know if you have something, but mine is always who gets money. So CRM will never, I know people always say like, what's the ROI in CRM? Sure, we can calculate that. We can decide how many more deals we closed or what our effective rate with was customer service. But at the end of the day, CRM costs money and you can't really bring a number back to like say, oh, we're making money to like pay for this, right? Totally different conversation on ROI, but wherever you're going to sit and get money to continue to roll out new features and new capabilities of the platform, in my opinion, is where the CRM admin should sit. Because the CRM admin can only make the system better if you have money to continue to roll it, or, you know, to continue to enhance it. Um, one being the, the cost of having a CRM admin. IT is the last department in organizations to be able to hire new people. Just everything I've seen, every organization I've worked at, IT always has the hardest time trying to get job recs, um, you know, when when they're down people or things like that. So um, and, and sales and sales tends to be the best, right? You can hire salespeople all you want. So I my hard and fast question on that is where do you what department do you see getting money easier? And you're talking money for the salary of the person specifically, like who, who is going to be willing to pay for that admin person? But also for the enhancements to the system, right? So like if you are using sales and you want to roll out the marketing app or you want to add on a duplicate detection tool to make your life easier, or if you want to hire a consultant to do a certain thing. So, so sure, the salary is obviously one of them, um, but, I, but it's also all of the other things that you want to do to make the system better for the people that are using it. Um, speaking from experience, I had, a, I've sat in sales, marketing operations and on a tech team slash IT team. Tech team was slightly different. It was more technology and business driven than traditional IT. And it was easiest to get money when I sat in sales. Like if I wanted to do something to the system, 
I never got turned down um, from from being in the sales department. Marketing and operations was pretty, you know, pretty common that, yeah, okay, we can move forward. We just have to maybe do a little bit more justification. Um, but IT, I got turned down probably eight times out of 10. If I wanted to add something new or roll out a new feature, they'd say, we'll make it do with what you have um, rather than, you know, investing funds to make the system better or to do something. They'd say, because IT doesn't get money, right? The business could say, hey, we need this, but unless the business is going to pay for it, it's never going to get approved to fund. So, so actually, it seems like you are a proponent of the admin sitting on this business side by um, what you're sharing. Yes, I, I mean yes. <laughs> so my my political answer is yes. I think that the admin should sit on the business, but I also have a very different perspective of what an admin is. I don't think the admin is necessarily a technical role. I think the admin is the advocate of the user um, and really drawing you know, but the business and that technology together. And that's why on that last episode, I said, you know, the, an admin should really be able to speak technology, but doesn't necessarily have to know how to do the technology and can understand business process and how technology can enhance business process. Um, so I also have very, very strong opinions that an admin is not a technical person. You hire a technical person for those things. That person might sit in IT. You know, I don't think that technical CRM people, developers need to sit on the same team as an admin because I see the admin as kind of this person that brings the people together to get the job done. And I know when I was an admin and I saw, sat on the sales team that I worked with our IT team really closely. Right. And I would do the easy things that I was capable of doing at the time, like configuration, but we were on-prem. So like if we needed, mm -hmm. we needed stuff done with the server, we needed an upgrade, like I for sure went to IT for things like that. And I know that's a super old school example because you're probably all in the cloud. And if you're not, you shouldn't be. <laughs> but so the kind of what the sort of things that admins work on has changed, but I still think you make a really good point, actually. But I mean, I agree with you on that, Liz, because even if you're in the cloud, I mean, there's still a lot of technical work that you have to do. And I did the same thing. I mean, when I've been on-prem, I've been in the cloud, um, but to justify getting IT's time spent on a CRM system, like if you are looking to have a more technical person, if sales is asking for it versus if IT is asking for it, sales is always going to get the approval before IT. Um, when I sat in IT and I asked for resources, they were like, sorry, they're doing stuff over here for sales. But if I sat in sales, well, then I'm ask I am sales. Like I'm asking for sales. Um, so, so I think it's all just impression of, of what departments get. I mean, sales always gets what they ask for. I hate to say it, but it's true. Now, is sales the right answer? I don't know. Like I think somewhere else in the business could make sense if your marketing team owns more technology or is driving the usage of a CRM or if it's operations, which kind of encompasses all of that. I mean, technically sales, marketing, customers, there's all rolls up into operations. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just have seen the struggles of what a traditional IT organizational structure can, can detract from moving things forward from a CRM perspective. I think the other thing to add into the, it depends there too, is going to be again, the size of the business, because if you're saying like, I'm going to sit in the business, then what part of the business? Because if you have a very large organization with like 10 different departments who are all using CE and they're all different cost centers, they roll up to different GLs within their ERP system, then how do you split that cost all for the admin, right? If so like, you have that many departments and people using the system, you should have more than one admin. 
For sure. Exactly. That's my point. So I think that's yeah. like, it depends too, because we're talking about like, you know, potentially you have business analysts and stuff then too, who are kind of the go-betweens. So I think, you know, when, when you're thinking about that, maybe the conversation is more so around a smaller business who only has one admin to try to figure out where they put them. Yeah, I agree. And Allie, that's really similar to the point I was going to make of, I think it varies a lot on size of the company, but also then like, so let's say you're, you're an enterprise level company and you've deployed CRM for many different departments that are using it. And if you put that on sales, how does sales then like equally treat or prioritize and support the other teams? Like IT, I view IT as like kind of a a neutral resource that helps all departments using it versus I could see there being a bit of a priority bias. Like if the sales admin would focus on sales first and maybe not spend as much time supporting the other departments, but that's only an issue if you're, you know, using it in multiple teams in different scenarios. Right. I mean, I've been in that situation where I sat on a sales operations team and we had customer service rolled out. And, you know, the the agreement was that based on the usage, like so much percent of my time could be spent on customer service versus sales. Um, And, you know, like we, I didn't keep timesheets or anything to like really know, but it was just kind of a gut feeling like, okay, am I spending too much time here? And that's when there would be need to be communication up through you know, my leader uh, uh, to the leader of the customer service team saying, hey, we're spending 50% of our time supporting your team. And that's where we made the decision to bring in a consultant, right? Because we were doing so much. Um, so, So I think it can work. You know, I think that there just has to be really good communication among the leaders of both whatever departments it is, sales, marketing, customer service, um, operations, like project operations is now available. I think there just has to be really good communication and, and agree on like what the, the what the standard is. And then I think that the CRM admin needs to be vocal, like, okay, I can't get this done because this is coming up. Um, I think it can be done. I, I really do. Well, Ashley, you brought up leadership. So I wanted to hear your thoughts, both of your thoughts. And if you feel like looking for a strong executive sponsor or manager of the admin is important because I'm picturing maybe a manager that is really supportive of the CRM initiative and maybe the alternative is someone that is going to be a detractor and does that factor at all into where that person sits in the org? So I've been in a similar situation as Ashley where like I've been in a CRM team that sits in operations and then that team got moved over to IT and then it got moved over into marketing. Um, And then likewise, I've been on a wholly dedicated CRM team within IT because that was a large company that was operating under a product model. So it was housed by IT, but we were working with all these different business areas and trying to determine the best thing, right? Not necessarily as an admin in that situation, but just kind of comparing like where your CRM team sat, because I think this is also a question that comes up for larger teams and not necessarily just the admin as well. Um, so I, I think that the, for the one company I'm referring to, where we originated in IT and then went to operations and then to marketing or whatever that circle looked like, it started out because the business wanted the tool and IT had a very cumbersome prioritization process and they it was sales. So to Ashley's point, sales gets what they want, right? Love it. Um, but it was sales and they were saying like, we want this stuff done faster. We don't want it looped in with all the other work that IT is doing. Like 
let us get this done faster. And because of that, it got switched over to operations. And then the team could work in whatever manner they wanted to, to get all the work done and get it out the door faster. You know, that could again lead to other issues of like now suddenly maybe the rest of your IT department is working under agile and your other team is working not. And, you know, so that could be a whole nother discussion. Um, but then it got kind of moved over to marketing because they had the leadership that could oversee it. So the other thing by working up through the business is maybe you have operations or salespeople who are sales leadership who don't really know how to be the boss of the admin. And maybe you have someone in a different organization that can help oversee it a little bit. So I don't know if it would necessarily be a detractor in that way to your question, Liz, but I think what it does go back to is like, you know, there's leadership and they're able to guide them and they're able to help them and promote them and understand exactly what's going on as opposed to, you know, negating things that they're doing or something like that. I agree with you, Allie. I think that you should always put CRM and the CRM admin under a huge advocate for the system. Um, because otherwise nobody's going to, I mean, CRM, nobody likes CRM. It's a, it's a, but it's true, right? Salespeople don't like it because they, it holds them accountable. And, um, and then it starts tracking things. I, I mean, it's just not a fun thing to, to, to be a part of. Um, and so I think that you have to really have somebody who is eccentric about what it can do and, and be excited and really speak the value um, to the rest of the leadership team. So, I, I mean, if IT doesn't is, has a negative attitude towards CRM and doesn't want to support it, that's going to read up the chain um, to say, it. oh, this is a terrible tool. It drains all of our resources. Oh, we don't get our money back, blah, blah, blah. But if you have somebody in sales who speaks its praises and say, hey, like we're closing 30% more deals because we know about it and we can bring the right people in, you know, you're going to you're going to get more support on that level. So I definitely think that you need to put it under somebody who understands the benefit and can really sing the praises of it. And I think to that point, too, just thinking back to what you were saying earlier, Ashley, about bringing in um, partners or other people to help you get the work done, should you need more technical resources to help, that may be another consideration as well. Um, because if it is a technical person, maybe they're on the IT team, and maybe you can just talk to some IT leaders and say, hey, I have the specific need, do you have someone that can fill this need? Um, whereas on the business side, they might not be able to give you an answer on that. However, they should be able to know who's within the organization and help guide you to help make that decision as well and still being an advocate and pushing for those changes. Um, and then likewise, like if you have to bring in someone from the outside, maybe IT has a list of vendors that they want you to work through. Mm -hmm. So there still may be this very strong partnership between both. And I think as long as you understand that there's a partnership with the CRM tool between the business and IT, then you're going to be able to operate just just fine, truthfully. That is such a good point, Allie, because I don't want to make it seem like the business should run away with CRM and not work with IT at all and completely keep it in this closet. One, you can't do that anymore, right? With cloud, um, you know, we used to be able to set up like a separate tenant and like kind of do what you wanted. But I mean, it, you can't anymore. You have to connect it with your Office 365 and IT has to be involved. So, um, so agreed, like you have to have some sort of partnership. So if you are going to have somebody on um, in the business own the CRM or have your admin sit in the business, you have to have super strong um, partnership with with IT. Um, I always think of it 
think of this story and I think I, I shared this with you guys offline a couple of weeks ago where I was hired my last CRM admin job. I was hired um, and was in the sales department and just was told whatever you need, you can have it. And then six weeks later, and I had a, I had a dedicated PM. I'm not a project manager. I'm an organized person, but I don't do PM activities well. And, um, and so I had a dedicated PM because I sat in the business and every department got a PM and one and six weeks later, I moved to the tech team. It was called it basically. And I lost my PM immediately because they were like, well, you're in it now. So you don't get it resources. Like you're your own it resource. So, so I think that going to your point there, Allie, like, you know, like having that strong partnership with it, but you're also more likely to get resources if you're not in it because you're, they're your coworkers. They're not your, you know, people that you're working with. I guess I don't, that's a really bad way of saying it, but they're not, they're not resources. They're coworkers. Ashley, <laughs> do you feel you. like your experience is the norm or do you think you were just that kind of a dysfunctional company? Am I allowed to ask that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that's a good point. Cause it is something I did ask about, right? Like I, I was like, okay, well, part of the reason I took this job was cause I had a dedicated PM where we could like really run through these sprints and like do things really like eloquently and whatever. Um, and it was just due to a capacity. So that PM was apparently also acting as an admin. And so they thought, so So there was just some, I would say miscommunications also of like what the PM should do. Um, but it was also just a resourcing because IT doesn't get to hire people, right? So once they moved off of, you know, once they hired me, they're like, oh, cool. That one person's gonna take over all this stuff that that person was doing plus more, and then we can move her into other areas. So. I would say a little bit of both. Like one, I think it can be the norm because IT is the last department to get funds for for resources. And you guys might have a different view on that. I've always seen that IT is the last to get funds um, for people. And then also I think part of it is just, you know, what did you call it? You said you called dysfunction. it dysfunction. <laughs> yes. Part of it might have been dysfunction as well. I, I don't organizations have dysfunction though. So maybe your situation wasn't out of the norm, Ashley. I'm sure some of that stuff comes up and, 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 and it can end up in like fighting over resources almost too, right? Of just like, mm -hmm. Ashley is such an awesome admin. I want her in IT. And then the business person comes along and says, she's awesome. And I want her to sit over here. So if you're awesome enough, maybe IT and the business will just fight over you too. And then you don't have to decide they can do it. <laughs> Right. That was not the case. I would love to think that people thought I was that awesome, but that was, that was not the situation. Anyways, rabbit hole. Will, I will say too that like, just because you asked, um, I have seen it both situations where IT in certain situations gets a lot of funding. And I think it depends on the level of transformation that the company is trying to go through and the level of change that they're trying to make. Um, like if you are trying to go from on-prem to the cloud overall in multiple different platforms, whether it's CRM, ERP, chances are they're going to be throwing money and people at that to make sure it gets done. Right. So I think it just depends on what the current initiatives are and then where exactly within that IT group the person is trying to be. But, you know, if it is a sales organization and they're looking at uh, low sales and they're trying to figure out budgeting, it's like, okay, well, and I'm using your sales example again, but okay, so we need to ramp up our salespeople because we need to bring in more sales so we can start paying for those auxiliary departments like IT, right? So maybe IT can't 
get more people if sales are down and then sales needs more people so they can get sales up, you know, so it's kind of like that cycle that businesses tend to ride out. Also, I'll give you a really quick story because I was just really talking with my hands there. And if you're watching YouTube, you can see this, but if you're listening to it on Spotify or anything, you couldn't see that. And I was totally in a conference room with a client last week and I talked with my hands, shocking. And I reached out and whacked my coffee and spilled it all over the entire conference room table. And just to tell you even more, I went to go get my coffee and one of my coworkers says, do you want a lid for it? And I confidently was like, no, it'll cool down faster. This is totally fine. And then like five minutes later, I spilled the whole cup all over the entire conference room. And some people were on video. And like, by the time I was even panicking of like, oh my God, how do I clean this up? Someone else had walked into our room that wasn't even in our meeting with a roll of paper towel and handed it to me because I was sitting right by the camera and she saw me spill it on the camera and was like prepared to bring me paper towel. <laughs> it was a mess, you guys. It was a mess. And I'm That's embarrassing. <laughs> on that note, any final thoughts? All right. I feel like we need to take a vote, though. Where do you guys think the admin should sit in IT or in the business? Liz. Ashley's convinced me. Business. Ashley. Business. I don't want to pick. You have to. <laughs> You're the one that did the vote. <laughs> it's, if, if we're going like small-ish organization and the admin is like, you're everything, I'll go business for sure. It's a good caveat though. Yeah, I it like is. that. I, I, I mean, I hate to go back to the it depends, but I think that regardless of where the admin sits, you have to have super great communication amongst all leaders that utilize the CRM system. Right. So whether the admin sits in IT, then you have to have a really firm understanding from like sales, customer service, marketing that like where their time is going to be spent because they could sit in IT and still spend 100 percent of their time on the sales portion of, of CRM. Right. So I think that regardless of where they sit, leadership has to come together and like have a come to Jesus meeting of like, OK, here's how the admin is going to spend their time. They're not going to be entering leads for sales because they need to be over here implementing a marketing automation system. So um, regardless, I think that it comes down to just communication um, amongst the leadership team um, of who's utilizing the admin's time. Ashley, I know you mentioned this earlier too, but kind of having a strong personality in that admin role as well and continuing to advocate for yourself. So if people are coming to you and saying, hey, I need you to enter these leads to say, nope, that's not my responsibility. I have X, Y, and Z to do as well. I know this series about is about being an admin, but actually when you were sharing that, it made me think of the importance of like super users and power users. So regardless of where the admin sits, but especially if they're in IT, you want to make sure you have advocates throughout the business and every the team and department that's using the software. Yeah, cannot stress the importance enough about super users. So topic for a different day, but definitely goes hand in hand with being an admin. Yep, you're all best friends. All right, we'll, we'll table that one, you guys. Well, that can be a whole nother discussion. How do you pick your super users? How do you keep your super users engaged? Oh my gosh, we're already getting tons of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that wraps up today's conversation. Come back next time for a discussion on how to troubleshoot, but troubleshooting tips and tricks, right, as an admin? Yeah, so looking forward yeah. to seeing everyone next time. Thanks for tuning in to Dynamics Hot Dish, your go-to podcast for all things Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform. 
If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on social media for even more insights and updates on the latest trends and best practices in business applications and low-code development. We'll be back soon with another delicious serving of dynamics and power platform goodness. Until then, keep innovating and building great solutions.